0: The game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Can't wait. You're listening to the official Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production.
1: What's up, Jets Nation? Welcome to the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg joined alongside Olivia Landis. Football is around the corner. It is here, Sunday, one o'clock, Orchard Park, Jets Bills. This is what this is what we're talking about here.
2: Yep, we'll be flying in there Saturday, uh, out in in Orchard Park, and I'm pretty excited. First game of this of That's the regular right. season, and it's going to be away. Super excited to go to Buffalo. You know, been hearing a lot about this Bills Mafia.
1: Uh, if you don't know anything about Bills Mafia, they're they're an exciting bunch for sure. They they wear their heart on their sleeve. You can say that. That's fair to say. Uh, now that you'll be in Buffalo Saturday, I guess my question is, what's your opinion on bone in versus bone out wings?
2: Well, I mean, if you're going to a place like Buffalo, where obviously they are well known mm-hmm. for their wings, right? You got to go traditional. You okay. have to go that's traditional. And that that's when you know the wings are really really good when you can get some solid traditional wings. Now, personally, I like I like boneless, but Okay. If I'm going but to a place but you like saying that,
1: you're saying if you're going to the place where, you know, you think Buffalo, you think of wings, mm-hmm. you got to go bone-in, traditional. Oh, yeah. For, All sure. Right. For sure. So then my second question to you is how spicy is Olivia <laughs> Landis's wings? Are are the wings one to ten.
2: Oh, you gotta go like six point five. Okay. Six so, point five. So
1: like a little kick. Mm-hmm. A little. But kick. not not enough to make your mouth feel like you just poured gas and lit a match.
2: Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: All right. Well. So
2: gotta ask you first though. Okay. Uh-oh. You're going to be, you're gonna be here. Oh
1: you're yep. Be uh, I'm, I'm I'm holding down the fort in the New York New Jersey area.
2: You are holding down the fort here. Going to be watching the game. On I will TV. not be eating wings.
1: I will not be. Eating you will not wings, be eating record. wings.
2: I was actually going to ask you what is going to be your game. Oh man, that, that's like
1: a game time decision. If I got to be what? honest, you wake up, and then it's like any ordinary day. It's all right. What do I? What do I want for lunch on a Sunday? You could go the football style. Personally, buffalo spread I think is phenomenal. Like buffalo chicken dip is one is top five. Top five I'd football agree. spread. I'd agree with that. And maybe it's like, you know what, living vicariously in, in New York, New Jersey. Or maybe I'll have some Buffalo-style food. I don't know yet. I don't know. Stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs> but uh, we're focusing on football, and it's crazy to think about that. We've gone through training camp, preseason, it's over, and now it's coming together for this. The Jets closed out the 2016 season against Buffalo. They opened 2017 up against Buffalo. How excited are you to finally get to see the 2017 New York Jets?
2: I'm very, very excited. This team has been a work in progress. You know, like you said, there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of young faces. There's a lot of talent, new talent coming in, new personnel. And it's always really exciting. Training camp is always a great time. You know, football's starting again. But there's just such a different feel on Sunday game time. Another aspect I'm really looking forward to week one regular season is finally seeing this offense come together obviously Josh McCown was named the starting quarterback by head coach Todd Bowles and When we spoke to some of these analysts at CBS a lot of them Were in support of his decision for naming the vet Josh McCown because he knows this West Coast offense he's played with many teams in the NFL before he he can handle this system and really be a leader to these younger guys so i spoke to rich gannon let's hear what he had to say about josh mccown being named the starting quarterback in the west coast offense
3: well i've known josh a long time i've got great respect for his body of work he reminds me a little bit of me he's been a vagabond he's bounced around the league he's played on a number of different teams but everywhere he's been i think he's kind of left a a, a bit of a legacy i think players have great respect for him his toughness his preparation his attention to detail I think his leadership, uh, I think he's going to be great for the young quarterbacks, Petty and Hackenberg. He's not. He's willing to share his knowledge, and uh, I think it's, it was a great decision to bring him in. I don't think he needed a ton of work and reps in the preseason to be ready week one against the Buffalo Bills. I'm excited to see what he can do. I think it's easier for a guy like that to come in and, and quickly pick up a system because he's been in so many different systems. I think it's easier for a guy that's been on different teams to get comfortable with teammates and coaches. And and to get ready to play. Um, I just think he's got a great personality. Uh, nothing seems to phase him. He doesn't, he's doesn't. got a, a great work ethic. And I just did one of his games two years ago against the Ravens down in Baltimore. He's playing with Cleveland. Didn't have a great team. I think he threw for 450 yards. and went up beating the Ravens in Baltimore. I mean, he's a, he's a talented thrower of the football. Got to keep him clean in the pocket. Doesn't have great pocket mobility. But if they can run the ball and play good defense, uh, he's good enough to win games.
1: Personally, I'm excited to see what this offense looks like, but how about someone like Robbie Anderson and this is an interesting situation because a year ago ahead of him Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Quincy Nunewell. A year ago, this guy's undrafted and recently we, we caught up with Nate Burleson who had a similar situation when he was playing. So let's see what he had to say. About what it Robbie needs to do in order to become successful in year two.
0: You know, to Robbie, this is a very unique situation because you don't oftentimes see the top three guys in front of you just disappear off the map as a wide receiver. I remember my second year, Randy Moss went down for a handful of games and I took advantage. And that was the year I put up 1,000 yards. Now you see Randy Marshall gone, you see Eric Decker gone, you see Quincy Numa go down. Boom, you're the man now if he can take advantage of this opportunity, not only will he set himself up from a team standpoint where they find trust in him offensively and the quarterbacks can lean on him, but I gotta talk about it. You can make yourself a ton of money and that's what it's all about, right? You put yourself in a position to be paid. So um, you're gonna have to play inside, outside. It's gonna be a lot of movement because when you're the guy and teams know that, it's gonna be a ton of focus on you. But when you're playing within a system that can move you around bunch formations, Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of that. quite frankly, with some of the guys that went down in consistency the quarterback position, you're gonna to have to move the talent around in order to get in the ball. Now all of a sudden, you go from being the guy that's facing second tier, third tier, even fourth tier cornerbacks, to now facing the number one guy. And not only that, teams are game planning for you. So you're not stepping on the scene as an unknown, you're stepping on the scene as a guy that everybody's going to have attention on. But, like I said, if you can put guys in motion, put them in bunch formations, um, put them in different places, outside, inside, even at the backfield running routes up against nickelbacks and linebackers, that's how you put yourself in a position to be successful. And I'm talking everything that Coach knows and Robbie knows as well, but you're going to see a lot of that, I guarantee it. And here's the thing about the preseason. You might not have seen it so far, but why tip your hand when you know what you have to do on the regular season?
1: All right, so that was Nate Burleson and – Tremendous talent, great guy. He's on Good Morning Football, and he'll be on uh, CBS on Sundays in studio. So he had some great things to say about Robbie and really insightful. But something that I want to circle back to, Olivia's going to Buffalo for the first time. She'll be at the game. I'm holding down the fort in the tri-state area. Don't worry. We got green and white covered in Buffalo. We got green and white covered in the tri-state. We're set. My question to you, you've never been to Buffalo before. You're excited for the wings, correct? What are you expecting when you pull up in the, to the stadium, and you see Bill's Mafia surrounding the parking lots?
2: All right. Well, listen. First of all, I'm from Colorado, right? The Midwest. The, <laughs> the Midwest. Okay. So uh, coming from Colorado, you you hear a lot of expectations and what people, you know, what people say about the fan bases here. They're very loyal, which I think is awesome. That is one thing that I think is phenomenal out here. You will find a fan base that is very loyal to their teams and extremely excited no matter how the team is expected to perform that year. They're just excited to be there and to represent their team. Perfect example, Bills Mafia. I was doing some research on them because some people uh, our team photographer Dan was telling me about them and I was like, "You know, I'm going to I'm going to do some research on them. You know, I've heard I've heard that they do some crazy things." So I want to Touch on it a little bit. So I watched Barstool's documentary on them, and let me tell you, they are an insane, awesome group of people. Are
1: they the craziest fans that you think exist?
2: They just might be. They just <laughs> might be. I can't it's, say it's, that yet. Isn't
1: there a guy that basically stands there with holding two hot dogs and gets doused in ketchup and mustard? He
2: does. He does. I can't remember his Pinto name. Pinto Ron? Pinto is Ron. Pinto Ron. That's it.
1: Pinto Ron. Pinto, by the way, in Spanish is beans, which makes no <laughs> sense because if you're putting beans on hot dogs, you're doing it wrong.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm saying that right now. Well, chili dogs. When,
1: one, I said hot dogs, not chili dogs. That's
2: true. Two
1: is ketchup or mustard on a hot dog. And if you say both, you can walk out right now.
2: I got to walk out because <laughs> no, I will no, be no. putting both
1: No, no, on no, my no. You got to go one or the other. You, you're only allowed one condiment on the hot dog. Mustard. Yes, <laughs> that is the that is the right answer.
2: That is spicy the right answer.
1: brown or French's.
2: Spicy brown.
1: And th- Olivia is two for two. That is that's fantastic. And the
2: champ Drop the mic. That's
1: fantastic. All right, we got two mustard people here. However, I will say, if both are both are on there, I'm going both too.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm yep. expecting a lot of excitement. It's gonna be a one o'clock game. Thank God we are not gonna be in Buffalo late December that's all I can say <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that that is very true if you don't know Buffalo uh, it gets a little chilly up there a little chilly <laughs> so um, talk about weather this is, this is a perfect segment so thank you for bringing that up if you don't know the Dolphins Buccaneers game which was scheduled for Sunday is now postponed till week 11 because of Hurricane Irma what is this like the second hurricane in yes, as many weeks in two weeks mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey obviously striking Houston Obviously, we're going to send our thoughts and prayers beforehand. Hopefully, everyone's going to be okay, and it's not as bad as everyone thinks it's going to be. But going back to this is that the Dolphins and Bucks don't play till Week Eleven, which means both of these teams have a Week One bye. And to put things into perspective, ironically, the Jets have a Week Eleven bye. Imagine if you're a player, you're all you know, you're you're stoked to play. Would you rather switch your bye week? or would you rather play at a neutral site even though your home fans won't be there?
2: How do you decide between number one, your own personal and your family's personal safety and you know, with what could be a terrible natural disaster and then going back to like, what about how is this going to affect me physically and mentally for the rest of the season because this is their career. It's a tough one, it really isn't, but I would personally want to play at a neutral site.
1: Also, not to mention, I saw a couple things on Twitter that said this was just an idea that was thrown out there, is why don't you play at a neutral site, whoever goes to the games use that money to then donate to whatever funds need to be used to help out the Miami area. That's a great idea. So, I thought that was a really good idea, too, and I'm going to agree with you. If you're a player, if you're a head coach, I I would assume you must be livid because not to mention, one, you're all hyped up because you're ready to play. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can't play in Miami because of a natural disaster. You can't control that. But what you can control is then moving the game to somewhere else in maybe a college stadium. You know, I remember the Vikings stadium a couple of years ago got demolished. They played where the Minnesota Golden Gophers play. So that was an option. I think that if I were a player, I'd be livid too because I'd be excited to play, I can't play for another week, and I gotta play 16 straight weeks of football. That's a lot on your plate. And I guess a follow-up to that is, in your opinion, at what point is a good bye week? A little earlier? A little later? Is it smack down the middle?
2: I think, you know, there's there's always been a lot of talk on what is the best week to have a bye week. But, again, if you're looking at it from a player's perspective, when you're later in the season, maybe, let's take the Jets, for example. They've got an, a week 11 bye week. When you take a bye week later, you might have more juice left in the tank. Mm. I think the earlier buys don't necessarily give you any more of an advantage.
1: Right. I'm going to agree with you in that I think smack down the middle or later. Because to me, it's almost kind of like, you know, the saying, the strongest card is the one that you don't play. And having the bye week in your back pocket, be like, okay, we got to get here. We got to get the brunt of the schedule done. And then we have a bye week and then only a little bit more. And I think that that does bode well unless of course you're really hurt in the beginning of the year but you can't predict injuries so I'd say probably week nine or later is is ideal I would assume that's actually an interesting question that I'd like to ask some guys about and last thing before we wrap up here is this is the time of year where we see new numbers on the field because in preseason there are 90 guys there are duplicates offense defense Just to name a couple, Jordan Leggett switched from 49 to 86. Dylan Donahue went from 53 to 49. Chad Hanson went from 6 to 16. So Elijah McGuire went from 35 to 25. So A lot of
2: number changes. uh, There are a lot of number changes.
1: So be on the lookout for that, of course. Obviously, their last names have not changed, so you can just read the back of their jerseys. Are you sure? No
2: Um, no um, changed last names?
1: not, Not that I know of, not that I know of. But we'll see. We'll see. And my question to you: If you're wearing a jersey, what is your number?
2: If I'm wearing a jersey, and I know you're gonna get salty, this is
1: this. You, is I know up. you're gonna get salty. This with is this. messed up. I'm
2: gonna wear number twenty-two. This is messed up. We had this conversation the other day, and both of our favorite numbers are twenty-two. But you asked me first, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you straight: twenty-two. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> all I don't right. like odd numbers. Second of all, twenty-two. It's just it's clean. It looks clean.
1: Okay, so does that mean you'd be a running back or uh, a member of the secondary?
2: I think I, I think I'd be a running back.
1: All right. Yeah. One sure. this is one this is messed up. This is messed up. She's stealing my number. <laughs> She's stealing Matt Forte's number, more importantly. Second of all, I think I get dibs on twenty two because I'm older. I think that's just the way it works. So I technically don't think that's how it works. All right. Jack, who's our wonderful producer, is gonna tell me what he thinks in my ear momentarily to settle this debate. <laughs> Once and for all. And uh that was serious, Jack. You should tell me. And um <laughs> I know I know he says it's a lot of pressure, it's okay. Jack, you you'll be okay. For the meantime, I'm <laughs> I would also speak like your
2: heart, speak the truth.
1: Speak it's, the it's truth. Me. Yes, yes, yes. There are no favorites here.
2: He said Olivia, didn't Jack, he? Jack He said Jack, Olivia. you let me down.
1: <laughs> you let me down. Jack Speaking said of Jack ear. said because I asked Olivia, she gets the twenty two.
2: There you go, folks.
1: That is that is something and, else. And
2: that, and that's, that's that's a wrap oh, for, man. for the number debate.
1: Ironically, if I if I didn't choose 22, I would choose 29, which is Bilal Powell's number. And I'm only doing that because so my birthday is on the 29th of June. Yes, yes. But I'm better suited as a wide receiver.
2: I don't know if you're fast enough to be running back.
1: Hey, Jack, can you chime in on that, please? <laughs> Jack says, and I quote, he's definitely fast enough. Let's go. <laughs> Jack is... Just when you were letting me down, you came back in and you got in the good graces. (laughs) I'll take the 29 with a smile on my face. All right, there you have it, the official Jets podcast. Olivia Landis and Ethan Greenberg, we're here every Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe on the iTunes store, on your phone, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. But it's not just us on the official Jets podcast. Eric Allen and Bart Scott, Monday nights each week, and then on Fridays, ea and chad pennington for a game preview so we got you covered mondays we got you covered wednesdays we got you covered fridays but wednesdays the a squad i, now I hate to say it i hate to, I, I put a target the on a the squad. back i put a target on olivia's back but the a squad happens to be in studio wednesdays and in your ears on wednesdays too and yet again the official jets podcast please make sure to subscribe jets bills week one of the 2017 regular season in Orchard Park. Olivia will be there with her spicy wings. I will not be. Stay tuned to see what I have on my spread.